0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium, episode 44, Corey Kaneska interview. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Hey guys, it's just Matt here at the top. I am gonna do a little lead in here because while we were at Gen Con, we got a chance to sit down with Corey Kaneska, one of the game designers at Fantasy Flight Games, and he uh, joined the team to do an expansion for TI3 and help develop TI4. Uh, Corey Kaneska sat down with us. We kind of just sat down in the random corner in the halls of the convention center and talked to him for just close to an hour. And so here is that interview.
1: I'm going to cut straight to it now.
2: Oh, you said we're tweeting? We're Oh, okay. All right, all right. We're li- we are live tweeting right into the machine right now.
1: <laughs> I don't think it works that way. I think that
2: is, I think that is exactly what it is. Um, so we're here at Gen Con in like kind of a weird alcove right now. And I think we're kind of in the way of people that are like doing Employees. work. But comparatively, <laughs> this is a less noisy space. We're here with uh, Corey, and I wanna get the canonical pronunciation of your of your last name. Uh, Kineska. Kineska. No, I nailed it. I won, I, I won on record that I nailed it. Okay, good, that's good <laughs> for you. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna kind of t- touch base with Corey a little bit. Um, where do, where do people know? Where do people even know you? Why are we talking to you? What, what did you do? I don't know. I was just <laughs> nobody. <And then laughs> Twilight Imperium came into my life. Yeah, yeah, he just got drafted. They just picked him <laughs> up. They're like, here's this guy. I bet he can play with cardboard and plastic. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess first off, what's your job? title? You work for Fantasy Flight Games. Yes. What, so, is, what does so, that mean?
2: So I am the executive game designer <laughs> at
1: yes. Fantasy Flight. Uh, That means that I get to design my own games, and I spend half my time overseeing the other games people are working on, playing their things, providing feedback, that sort of stuff.
0: Before you were that, uh, you were just Corey. Yes. And
1: when did Corey get into Twilight Imperium? Great question, yeah. So I was out of college, working as a graphic designer, and just... Having fun playing games, getting into the world of games, and I saw Twilight Imperium, like, third edition announced. And just like looking at that box, right. mm-hmm. and like the announcement on the website, and the plastic bits, and all that sort of stuff, I'm like, whoa. This is huge. <laughs> I need that. And so I pre ordered it, of course. Yeah. Um, knowing knowing very little about it at the time, actually, besides the fact that it looked awesome. Right. Um, and then it came in the mail,
2: and. Spent wait I, you straight-up blind pre-ordered ti3. It was huge, and it looked awesome <laughs> <laughs> It's true. That's great.
1: I Have this story where um I After I had pre-ordered it I walked into a game store and I saw on the shelf uh, Cosmic Encounter and I'm like this game looks cool, too. It's like a different sci-fi game I, I really like sci-fi yeah. stuff and I picked it up, and I almost bought it. And I'm like Dude, I just dropped how much money on a game <laughs> that's going to be here in, like, uh, a month? Uh, I can't. So I put it back. I stopped myself from from buying it. You Cosmic Encounter is awesome, box. by the way. You
2: went with a bigger box, basically. I,
1: I went with the I had just spent a bunch of money and probably <laughs> shouldn't be buying more games at this moment in my life. Um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I got Twilight Imperium and, like as soon as you open that box, right, you're just overwhelmed by like the amount of stuff in there, like the sprues of plastic in third edition, Mm -hmm. just pinching those things out, trying not to lose a finger.
0: (laughs) trying not to break a carrier. Yes,
1: exactly. And then like I read the rule book a couple of times and invited some buddies over for the weekend and we played it and we had a lot of fun. And then I played it again. And I think it was halfway through the second game that I finally like understood what the heck the game was right right? right, because once you wrap your head around like the core mechanics and like what why do you care about strategy cards Mm -hmm. how does the activation system work like collecting command tokens like what is all this stuff i I feel like you reach a point where suddenly it just kind of crystallizes and you're like oh yeah and it just feels natural and that's where really kind of got its its hooks in me yeah
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so from there Um, I mean, how soon was it after that? I feel like every TI fan starts to make up their own little fan modules, and, like, it's such a big, dense game with so many moving parts that it's kind of impossible not to say, well, what if I altered this, or what if I added this? Sure. Um, Especially with the optional rules in 3rd edition. Right, 3rd edition edition was, like, like, ripe for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where did you start coming up with your own stuff, and then how did that even transition into, like, getting a job with Fantasy
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, so... I'd always been, like, designing games mm-hmm. as a hobby, just with my friends. I had all sorts of, like, little card games that I'd made and little board games and stuff I'd mocked up. And so, like, half the time when I'd get together with friends or play, like, a normal game, and I might whip out something that I'd been working on, like, hey, here's this crazy thing. Let's try this. Um, and I had one of my friend's brothers was really into the board game scene, and I'd been talking to him about um, Twilight Imperium, and he was, he was a big fan, actually, of previous editions. Mm. And so um, we just started like throwing ideas around and brainstorming, and um, we came up with some cool ideas. We're like, hey, it would be cool if there were artifacts in the game, and there were X, Y, and Z. And we just um, mocked up some rules and played it, and posted it online. You know, just like fans do, right? Right, Like, hey, this is cool. Here's a fun little thing to do. We even like photoshopped some cards and stuff, and Mm -hmm. made it look nice. And sometime after that. FFG posted that they were looking for a game designer, Hmm. and I'm like, hey, I'm kind of doing it for free right now (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should see if I could do it for a job And so I applied and I didn't hear back for a while Mm -hmm. and then kind of out of the blue I got a phone call over the summer that said hey, we'd like to fly you out for an interview. Wow. I'm like awesome (laughs) And so I so oh, I guess I skipped over the step that when I sent in my resume I decided to also send in my fan-brew right. TI right. Um, expansion, expansion right. ideas, um, which could have blown up in my face, right? <laughs> right? They could have said, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> what is he adding stuff to my awesome game? Um, but apparently, they at they least that, thought they looked pretty yeah. cool.
0: What were what were maybe some of the things that we would recognize that were a part of that
1: sure. application
0: That expansion? were purely
2: like kind of born out of yep. the stuff you were making with your um, friends. The artifacts, yeah. Yeah.
1: Those, those were definitely in there. The the special objective cards in general were in there okay, because gotcha. there were some other objectives that would change hands throughout the game. Gotcha. Um, and I don't think any of those actually made it into the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the heart of it. But then there were, my gosh, it was so long ago. I've got a PDF of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there there were a couple other things that I think probably ended up getting refined and turned into a real right. thing at some point. Sure.
2: Are there are there any like faction stuff that was kind of born out of your design like?
1: No, I that homebrew thing that I had it was pretty simple. I mean, it was uh, like yeah, two yeah. sheet, two sides of a gotcha. of a document, and then like another page that was just a bunch of mini cards. I didn't like design any new races or anything right. at that time. Right. Sure. Um, that wasn't until much later when I actually got to work on it. Right.
2: Well, I mean, that's that's a good transition point. Then at that point, like what what. Factions, would you say you're the like kind of the daddy of when it comes to sure. TI in general? That's
1: a fair question. Um, so the way that we went about designing the expansion races, mm-hmm. I mean, Chris knew that I liked TI, and I had ideas for an expansion. And after the game had been out, I don't know, five years or so, he's like, hey, maybe we should finally do one. It sounds like fans want one. Right. Even though I said that TI3 was a definitive edition, <laughs> like, tell me what you got. Um, and so, like, I pitched him some ideas for races, I was pitching mostly the mechanics of right. kind of what I wanted to see races able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, for the most part, would like take that idea. He's like, okay, that sounds cool. I'm like, I want a race that starts with the War son." Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so Chris says, okay, well, let's look at mean? the history of what, <laughs> right. where War sons come from. Mm-hmm. How can we write that into the history? How is that interesting? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the muat came from. Right. 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 Um, and then there were other ones where I actually had an idea of, like, I guess a little bit of the story, like the, um, the Ghost of yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I want a race that lives outside the galaxy. Gotcha. That, like, their home system's like a wormhole, and they're, like, they're invading here from somewhere else. Right, yeah, and right. And so they're going to be, like, the masters of the wormholes. And so he started playing around. And he's like, oh, that's cool, yeah. And that's where the background of the Ghost yeah. of mm-hmm. came from. That, that's fascinating to me on the level of it's two
0: completely different Aspects of where you're starting the design process. Sure. W- one is like a mechanical, I want a war son in my first. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. And the other is, I want something that the story of TI hasn't touched on, and yet both of those are kind of coming. How, how often were decisions uh, kind of on either end of that spectrum? I mean, h- how often is TI designed from just purely mechanical versus the like, no, 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 it's story first, and we want to implement the idea, and then make a mechanic that kind of matches that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the type of designer I am, I feel like it's half and half. Mm-hmm. Like All the games that we make at FFG, they're all very narrative-driven games, and so a lot of times it's like, I want to tell this specific story, how can I do that? And then occasionally you'll be playing around with stuff and be like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if mechanically I could do this? Right. And then you kind of think of a story about it afterwards. Right, how does
0: right. fit
2: into the story, yeah. yeah.
1: So,
0: um, kind of to, to dip a, away from TI a little bit, w- what I'm really curious about is obviously you've done, you've had many great credits, you know, before and after, you know, to, to your name. And how often does TI kind of drip back into your brain when you're working on a new project and it's like, well, my favorite part of TI is this and I want to have that same feeling in this project. How many games have you done where it's kind of like, TI is still at the epicenter of what you're wanting to accomplish.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean I've done so many different like um genres right. of games. Yeah. Like working on an adventure game, I would probably not be thinking about T right. I very much, but like when I was working on the Rune Wars board game, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. it's it's very much like a four X like it's it's some people call it Fantasy Twilight Imperial. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and so there was definitely some consideration there. Some of it was okay. Let's see the things that Twilight Imperium did well mm-hmm. and replicating that. But some of it, honestly, was let's try to not make it too similar to Twilight Imperium because we don't want people to feel like they're buying a game they already have. Right. And right. so, like, it's let's skin for fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. Let's let's not use the command counter system, even though it's awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do something different. The most important thing to me, honestly, is to try to make each game unique. Yeah. And. Although we do occasionally like borrow some mechanics and stuff here and there, I want them to all feel worth
0: your money, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so o- obviously, a lot of things were covered by you guys in "Shut Up and Sit Down's uh, Space lines documentary. Sure. And we don't want to really tread a lot of the same ground, but mm-hmm. but something I do want to kind of get more insight on is why now? I guess is sort of the question. Like, what 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 kind of? It's been a you know it's been a number of years since shards of the throne and and what kind of was the first inkling of like we really do want to
1: revisit twilight imperium to be honest it's something we never really stopped talking about okay like we released shards of the throne and we're like well it doesn't really feel like we could do too much more in this game um we know someday we'll do a new edition Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of forgot about it for a while because we knew that someday was not (laughs) it's not around the corner yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right right and so i don't know like this is all from memory, so like maybe four or five years later, we start talking about it again, and we're like, "Hey, like what, what, what should we do with Twilight Imperium? Like is it, is it time yet to like refresh it?" But it was always a game third edition was always a game that had a lot of modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time we talked about doing a new edition of Twilight Imperium we would scratch our heads about like, well, what can we actually improve upon? Right. I mean, the system is really solid, like mm. the strategy cards, the command system, like those parts of the game are great and it's way more elegant than, I mean, we couldn't really do a better job right. of right. what the heart of the game is. Yes, And so most of it was us starting with, our production capabilities are much better now. Mm-hmm. We've, we're better with graphics, we're better with um, plastic production, mm-hmm. Like what? What if we took like all the races for Twilight Imperium and like stuck them in one box right. and just like made it prettier and yeah. like better better scopes and what what would that do? What would that be? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So with with that, then kind of since it's been a year now. I mean, it, you guys really came out with it last year at Gen Con. We're here at a Gen Con y- a year later. I mean, obviously. Uh, it's, it's at the heart of Fantasy Flight, but how have you guys kind of felt about the reception to TI4 and, and like, what, what are you guys feeling about just how everything has gone this, this first year?
1: Sure. I, I think it's gone great. I felt pretty comfortable with where it was and that new players would it would feel like a great place for them to get into mm, the game. Right. The one kind of questionable point was, like, but what about these people who have been playing TI3 forever? Right. Is it going to be too similar? Is it going to be too different? Yeah. Well, it's it's impossible to speculate whether those people are going to yeah. be happy. Yeah. But looking back on it now, and just talking to so many Twilight Imperium fans, it feels like most third edition players are just like, "Oh yeah, you got to play Ti Four. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. it's the place to be." Right,
0: definitely. Um, so, what about uh, getting into kind of more the the really fun stuff? But now we just want to talk about, uh, and this this can be. Before you ever were even designing, but I would really love to know what are Corey's favorite Ti moments, just in game. Like, what, what what do you when you sit down to play play Ti? What are you looking for, and what memories have like kept those things with you,
1: where you're just always like, no, I need to relive that. Sure, I, I know I said in the uh, in the video documentary about how like we played at my bachelor right. party yeah. and mm-hmm. like that was that was super cool and memorable. Um, and I remember one game in particular. I think it was before that when one player was just trolling me the whole game and just, like, attacking me. Um, and there was another player that, like, it was probably in my best interest to start attacking them. Yeah. But instead, I, I really wanted... I knew that I was probably going to lose, right? And I, I wanted to build a War sun, And so I said, if anybody gives me two trade goods, <laughs> I will promise you... Peace forever. <laughs> and so somebody gave me two trade goods, and I was able to build my war sun, <laughs> and I, I held my word. I didn't attack them even though they were going to win the game. So to, uh, I'm pretty cheap to buy for, right, for, right, for right. world peace forever. Yeah. It was a peace sun. Yes, it was yeah. a peace No war yeah. suns in this yeah. game.
0: Um, that I, li- I like that because I, I feel like there's this interesting balance we've seen within the community of people, so this this week we've been doing this Twilight Imperium tournament, mm-hmm. we're, we're featuring this, and so we get a lot of players who it's like, TI is supposed to be this way, and if you're not playing for this, and you're trying to accomplish these objectives, then what are you even doing? Why are you even showing up? <laughs> but it always feels like part of the design is very much like, hey, you know what, sometimes the distractions are the most fun part right. of the game. So I, is that kind of very intentional on your guys' behalf of just like, l- let them have their cake and eat it too and just do whatever, it doesn't matter.
1: Sure, I mean, it, it, I can't really speak to the intent of the original game, right, because sure. that was Christian. Sure. And like, maybe, maybe that was a part of it. I can speak for myself as a gamer. Mm-hmm. I play games to have fun. Yeah. yeah. There are people who play games to win. Right. Both are valid reasons to play games. Um but I think that it does influence the types of designs you make and the types of decisions you make. Definitely.
2: Yeah. How do you feel that people are like as far as like how TI uh is constructed like h- how do you feel about people playing a tournament then about like uh, that's like trying to set up TI to be a very like competitive space like
1: I mean, the, the game is inherently a competitive game. It's not a co-op. Right. And so we did do a lot of work in fourth edition to make sure that, like, all of the races had a chance to win the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that all the technologies in certain situations would be worth you investing in. Yeah. And so it's, it's not like we just ignore balance. Right. right. Um, I think that it's, it's just I'm more concerned personally when I pick up anybody else's game is it fun versus is it balanced? I care way more about it. is it fun? Absolutely. Right. And then yeah. I worry about the balance after that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> definitely.
0: Um, t- TI, I think, is is known for, obviously, it's taking all day to play, and people sometimes, uh, you know, but by the end of hour eight, your brain isn't even, like, processing the information correctly anymore. Sure. and And you're just trying to make it to the end because maybe then you'll get to eat some food or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what What... I kind of want. This is basically the opposite of like, what are some of your favorite moments? What are some of the? Do do you have any memorable moments where it's like, this is where the engine of the game is uh, taking its course on me as a person? Part of what I think about Ti is. Uh, I love the social experiment of it, where mm-hmm. it's like you do get invested, and you scream at your friends, sure. and then you kind of get away from the game. And you go, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed that I screamed at <laughs> you," but it did draw that out of me. Sure. What, are, what are some of your kind of like most dangerous or clunkiest moments in a in
1: a in a game? I mean, where I went off the handle is that what yeah. <laughs> are you are you that
2: type of player? Like, would you? No, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: It's funny because some of the people we play with around the office are yeah, right. like I know. Um, y- in the documentary, we saw a little bit of how Dane and yeah, Jason yeah. had like this rivalry, right. where like it didn't <laughs> matter. It would last from game to game, right? Of course. Where like the next game, they're still mad at each other <laughs> for like being betrayed, and I'm like, okay, guys, hold on, yeah. let's try this again. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, sometimes Dane would just do things to. uh <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he's not doing that because it's the optimal move. I think he's just doing it to like, throw salt in his eyes. Right, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: We, we talked to Dane uh, when the Living Rules reference came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and, and he, he told, told us about trying to accomplish using the Ghosts of Creus flagship.
2: No, it was the it Extra was, It's using the ex-
0: Extra flagship to fire PDS shots through specific wormholes to get into the Ghosts of Creus. <laughs> home system and like <laughs> parking the extra flagship on the ghost of Korea's home system and then so you that can they, attack anyone and then it, it's <laughs> it just like all these things it's like dane you seem like just pure m- a menace oh too. he loves trolling <laughs> yeah <deep> right, right. <laughs> right. right. Um, so i guess that's another good question is who 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 at the ffg offices are kind of i, I guess who's who's like top dog who who always runs away with it if anybody or who, who's kind of like the people that are always ready to play when you
1: guys get things going I feel like, I mean, we're a company that's built from gamers, yeah. and so we're all very, I don't know, versed in the game, and in any given game, I think there's a chance for any of us to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, theres It's going to depend upon a lot of different things. I didn't really see one player running away with, with games. Yeah. It may be worth um, clarifying kind of my involvement with T.I. versus Dane and Jason and Sure, right. sure. So yeah, the Twilight Imperium 4th edition, Dane was the lead developer right. on, and right. so he spent day in, day out, grinding right. away, Swarming. making cards, redesigning stuff, and my job was mostly um, overseeing and playing occasionally, yeah. and when he had questions, he'd come in, we'd talk about it. I mean, he's honestly, I bet Dane's played more TI than I have in his life <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he's great, amazing. Jason was his producer, and so mm-hmm. Jason was the one that, that made sure that' like yeah, we can actually like make this game right, right, right. and what you guys are asking for is something we can print yeah um, there were certain elements of fourth edition that I did get a little more involved with the design on, like for example the um, the race sheets with yeah. the different technologies that r- socket into r- there right right I felt like that was an important step to. To making tech just a little easier, that yeah, you didn't have to do to like come. a lot of math, right? Right. And that combat could be a little faster. You an app on your phone yes. that like helps you. Do see, do I've so. got this <laughs> thing it gives me plus one these die rolls, and mm. this one gives me plus two to that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, the trade system was the other one that I knew that in fourth edition, I wasn't. It we had an opportunity with fourth edition to reimagine the trade system. Yeah. yeah. Because trading ti3 was fine, but I felt like. We could do something that was more interactive yeah definitely
0: mm-hmm. um on those same notes of kind of the development process how, how many different iterations of what you hoped to kind of finally develop do you feel like if you could if you could break it into like big waves were you know was it always it's gonna be 17 races and it's gonna be this and it's this uh-huh. or was and i know i know space Lines touched on this some and uh-huh. so kind of just getting a relook at like was what you ended up with in T I four what you guys planned to start with or did it how much did it change over? No, it changed a lot. Yeah.
1: I mean, we weren't originally gonna have all the races in there. Right. Um we were originally gonna do like the unique plastic for each race Mm -hmm. until we figured out first it was way too expensive for people (laughs) and they wouldn't like it. And second, they wouldn't be able to tell each other ships apart. Right. What do your carriers look like? Right. Um and so I mean those those were like the two core things at the beginning that we had that just kind of had to die to make this game actually happen right um but i feel like there were probably some big moments in the game's evolution but besides those two things going away Mm -hmm. it's mostly like a daily and weekly iterative process right right like okay we're still not quite happy with how politics strategy cards working Mm -hmm. dane would make a new version Mm -hmm. of it and he would play that with a couple of other little changes. He's like, "It's better, but it's not quite there." Yeah. And he'd come into my office and like show me like the spread of the strategy cards and we'd talk about them a little bit. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm still not quite happy with where this is going." Right. And then he'd come up with another one and gotcha. it's just lots and lots of little steps. Yeah, right. of course. Of
0: course. Right. Right. Um so T5, TI4 is out and like we're all playing it and um I think everyone has, like you said. I mean, even the Ti Three, like veterans, are coming back and saying, "Well, you just have to get Ti Four, no matter what." Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we always push for that. That's, I mean, I, I certainly am always in favor of of just doing that. Uh, what are um, other games that you guys are doing? Uh, that what what are things that you love from your guys' other projects that are not things that we get out of Ti? What What are some of your favorite things to work on?
1: that are very separate from the TI experience. I mean, I think there's so many different types of games and they all like provide different right. kind of social atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the things that I always focus on mm-hmm. first and foremost when working on a game, like what what is the social nature of this game going to be? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it can be it can be wildly different. I mean, I work from on everything from like cooperative games yeah. to competitive games to games with traders in them, right. and the the social experience is very different in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Twilight Imperium has a very specific type of like feel to it. I feel like I feel like there's a very I don't know I. My favorite part of Twilight Imperium is like the social element of yeah. it, and the making alliances, the breaking alliances, the deciding when to attack someone. you're like, I know that eventually. Us as neighbors will ha- probably have to fight at some point mm-hmm. during this game, and like choosing when the right moment for that is, and kind of pushing the boundaries. I know um, one of my favorite things that came from the previous expansions. Was the uh, promissory notes? Yeah, and I think Dane did Absolutely. a great job of redesigning, which is like we want another point of social interaction. Yeah, yeah. Which is like normally you can promise people stuff, but there's no repercussions if right. you break those. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um,
0: that has been something for for Hunter and I. Uh, we we're, we're we've at the po- this point gotten famous for famous. Yeah. Well, no, we, we <laughs> are <laughs> famous. <laughs> that's no, the word. It is notable yes. that we famous routinely. Uh, give poor advice on how to use promissory notes because we're coming from that TI3 environment where it's like, nah, man, everything's... Yeah, we just didn't play <laughs> with those a lot, <laughs> anyway, so okay, like, sure. we're quite bad at them, <laughs> and actually. So, <laughs> and so every time we talk about promissory notes on the show, all we get are fans being like, well, if you just would use it this way or this way or like think at all about like, why <laughs> you should be using that, it's like, oh, wow, that is way smarter than what we could have come up with. And, and I, I, it is definitely... The trade system and the promissory system have been, uh, I think, the two most fun things and especially even in the, in the build up before we
2: had the game that's what we were just like
0: giddy Great. over
2: i think my favorite thing about that is that uh, a lot of the stuff that was just represented uh, just from people talking in TI3 and TI4 actually got some sort of mechanical like other to it sure. like like just transactions and like deals and stuff that that yeah. actually was defined in the rule book mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is before i mean it was just like it was just us talking to each other and making mm-hmm. stuff up basically <laughs> Yeah, like there's still plenty of that. But. <laughs> yeah,
1: you need that too. But I mean, like I said, my focus is really on what's the social aspect right. going to be, and so those were two of the big things in Ti4, some of which came from Ti3, some of it was new, but both trade yeah. and promissory notes, they became very social things, right? Or they were very social mechanics yeah um and i know the other one that dane added was the uh the riders right which was something that we had like speculatively talked about like in the past we're like hey wouldn't it be cool if you could do something like this um and then dane found a really awesome way to do it and uh, yeah definitely
2: those are fun yeah um well i got i i got a weird question for you right here um don't you wish that all of those Star Wars games were just Ti <laughs> themed instead of Star Wars themed? Like, when are we gonna get Ti Wing and Twilight T. Imperium: Wing. Assault? Why? And like, it's funny because I usually get the opposite question, <laughs> exactly. Well, which is like, <laughs> yeah. when is Ti gonna, gonna, gonna be Star, War- Star yeah. Wars? Star yeah.
0: Wars Twilight <laughs> Imperium? We are, we are vehemently opposed. We are always in favor of. Keeping Ti around, and, we, and yeah, we're ready. We're ready for Ti. Yeah, we're ready for Ti to take it. It's in. a pretty
2: big property. Okay, like Where's the, the movie, mouse should right? look out.
1: <laughs> I mean, we we love the Twilight Imperium universe, and I mean, we'd love to do more with it in the future. Yeah, so.
2: Oh, so that's what confirmation of T.I. movie, got it. We right? Got right. Corey t- we just got confirmation <laughs> from Corey that there's going to be a T.I. film directed by Christian T. Peterson because he's free now, right? Yeah, no. Like it, that-
1: it'll just be me in my garage, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bad prosthetics.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. playing. Yeah, I'm Hakan. There's <laughs> a picture of a cat.
0: <laughs> that that brought up the point of uh, Christian Christian Peterson. He's mm-hmm. he's. We we have to say goodbye to Christian T. Peterson and his his uh, cooperation in in the the development of TI. Obviously, he's kind of the brainchild of the universe. Is there anything you can say about sort of the future uh, of TI?
1: Maybe just reassurances to the fans of kind of what TI looks like with Christian stepping away. Well, I mean, Twilight Imperium is Christian's game. It's the game that made Fantasy Flight Games, and we'll forever be grateful for that. Um, We've got so many things to be grateful for Chris doing throughout the years, not just for this license but for the company, mm-hmm. we'll miss him. But at the same time, for fans, it's not going to really impact right. things that we're going to do in the Twilight Imperium universe. Mm-hmm. Twilight Imperium's still a part of FFG, and um, and I look forward to being able to do more in that yeah. universe. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Hunter, you have anything else?
2: Uh, I mean, I got my weird little Star Wars question in there. I feel, like <laughs> you feel good about yeah. that? That <laughs> having that one?
0: <laughs> Corey, I, I want to thank you for sitting down with us, taking yeah, time so, out of your you busy so Gen much. Con schedule. Sure. Uh, I, I know uh, everyone that, that we interact with online just loves the work you guys do. We, we love the game. Uh Thanks. And we, you know, it's it's great to, to see you guys put so much focus on something so, uh, yeah, socially taxing. And I, I think that's always been our favorite thing about it is, like, I do want to sit down. For eight hours and and explore a completely different mindset with you know my friends or strangers or whoever and so yeah we just want to say thank you on behalf of, of everybody thanks for TI awesome. yeah thank
2: you also has FFG thought about maybe longer games <laughs> <laughs> what about that there's that's a market right there
1: you could flip over the victory point track there you go, we go to yeah that's true I think that's true what about I'm 28 right. though I'm just sure. saying I'm not quite put getting two my put them side by <laughs> side yeah. <laughs> There you go. If you buy two copies of the game, then you can put the victory tracks side by side. And
2: there we go. Yeah. A reason to buy two, two copies, copies of the same game right there from Corey. <laughs> that's what, and that's what you're recommending that people do. Yeah,
1: I think everyone should
2: probably have two copies <laughs> two or of TI4. Four or you got to yeah. have your backup copy in case the first copy breaks down.
1: Yeah. I, I can say that... Um, my cat peed on my TI3 copy, <laughs> And that's it. That's done now. I, I had to throw away the box. <laughs> I still have the game, but the box is ruined. Yeah. It was very sad.
0: I can't imagine a better way to sign off this episode than that Nugget. Yeah, P-Cat, right space Turtles.
2: <laughs> Whoops.
0: hey well wasn't that something i uh was just so excited to do that interview hunter and i were freaking out the whole you know few days between when we knew we were going to be able to interview him and, and the build up to it we we sat multiple nights just poring over what we wanted to talk to him about and man it was it was fun and it was a great conversation uh i want to thank everyone for listening uh we're not going to do any errata this week um For those new listeners to the show that are maybe picking up on this uh, episode, we typically also do what we call errata, where we talk about last week's episode and catch up on things that maybe we got wrong or uh, just other community discussions that spark up from uh, our episodes. Uh, if you want to be a part of that process, we post every single week on Reddit slash Twilight Imperium. Uh, we have an episode post that uh, everyone comes to and that's where they listen to the episode and respond. And then we use many of the responses in our our errata at the end of every episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at SpaceCatsPod. Pod. You'll find us on Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles. You can message us and ask us rules questions at any time or or anything you want to ask about the show. It's kind of a constant AMA. Uh, we've got a BGG Guild, Board Game Geek Guild. Uh, you can go there for an outdated calendar. Uh, please email us, Space Cats Peace at gmail.com. We do an episode fairly often uh, called This Imperium Life where we tell stories from in-game moments uh, submitted by fans. And it's a really fun episode to do. uh, And it gets a lot of the theme of Twilight Imperium kind of under the microscope. Um, We also do plays of the week at the end of every episode. And you can email us those as well. We also have a Patreon. Um, We just recently did a Gen Con tournament. And that was only because we had patron uh, contributions and we, you know, we are super thrilled to have gotten where we are uh, with the help of all the people who love the show. And we want to keep pushing that forward and keep doing more events and more tournaments and, and kind of bring new light and, and whatnot to the TI scene. So if if you like what we're doing, please consider a contribution on Patreon. Uh, also, we have a Discord that you can find in the links uh section of our show posts that discord is where you get a lot of the patron benefits the the kind of extra coordination with us as well as just meme town and all the best jokes that the community comes up with and great conversations and lots of Rules, discussions, and whatnot, all all the fun stuff happens on Discord. Finally, if you liked this podcast, if you liked this interview, I would love it if you uh, rated us on your podcast app of choice, Uh, preferably iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest market. And when you rate our show, it makes us more visible to others, and it keeps spreading the joy of Twilight Imperium. I want to thank specific Patreons, uh, Patreoners, Patronos, uh, Northstar, Seth Viteto, and Chris Bacon. That's it. I'm out of here. But first, let's do a Play of the Week. This week's Play of the Week uh, is from a game that we played in yesterday with all of our discorders that are local to Portland. And this one is not typed up because it's just coming from my brain because it was a Play of the Week by discorder Enlightener. And uh, he was playing the Yin Brotherhood and round one, a lot of things that happened to cause uh, diplomacy to be picked because there was an extra and a Mentak in the game. The Mentak was myself with Starpoint adjacent to my home system. So I was itching for those cruiser twos. But that's not the play of the week. I'm not the good player in this situation. The good player is the Yin. And because of all the extra money everyone had going into tech, uh, they were prepped and primed and ready to get. Transit diodes round one with some you know delicious yin ground forces, those transit diodes moved him just like a swarm onto mechatol Rex by like round three, but in round two he used a yellow tech skip again to get integrated economy round two so that on round three when he took mechatol Rex uh with the one ship he was allowed to build on. <laughs> Mechatol Rex, he, he plopped down the huge van, the Van Haug, the Yin Brotherhood nuke of a flagship, plopped it right on Mechatol Rex from the get-go the very first time anyone took the planet, and there was already the the huge van sitting there. It was amazing to see. The transit diodes were scary enough, but to just watch tur- round three huge van on Mechatol Rex was absolutely crazy amazing and he held Mechatol Rex for the entirety of that game and just barely I mean was was in the complete victory path the entire time and and it was it really was one of the coolest Yin plays I've ever seen it was super awesome so anyways that's our play of the week that's our show thank you for listening see you later thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music you can find more at music.com and BenPrunty.BandCamp.com Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum <laughs>
1: <laughs> right here. Oh, got it! Oh. <laughs>
2: that's staying in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely staying in. <laughs> so yeah, I,
1: I feel like...